My friend Misty Tempolis put it this way. Though our beloved performances are on hiatus, Artslandia's mission to elevate and celebrate the arts remains steadfast. It seems more important than ever to keep our souls nourished. We are pressing ahead with our work to celebrate the confluence of human connection, even though its expression must temporarily shift. In this unique space of uncertainty, we've decided that the energy we usually pour into elevating the arts will go toward uplifting our community. Instead of cultivating engagement with the arts, we'll cultivate hope. We'll celebrate its power and the beauty of having, sharing, and believing in it. Check in daily to Artslandia.com for podcasts, good news, good reads, and happy hours. It's an eclectic adventure this week. Many of you know E.M. Lewis. Maybe you saw her magnificent Magellanica at Artist Repertory Theater. She, very graciously, offered me a 10-minute play to record. So first, E.M. Lewis's 10-minute play, and then I had the good fortune to meet three wonderful Egyptian artists when I was an artistic envoy in Cairo last season. They talked to me a little bit about what's happening in Cairo with coronavirus. Don't forget, every day at 5 p.m. on Facebook and Artslandia Happy Hour. $2,500 OBO by E.M. Lewis. Read by Duffy Epstein, Ashley Mellinger, E.M. Lewis, and Susanna Mars. Characters May 70, Arthur's mother, wears glasses. Arthur 43, May's son. Carrie, 19, a young woman looking to buy her first car. May sits in her car in the driver's seat. There is a newspaper, an empty coffee cup, and a large purse on the seat beside her. She stares straight ahead in a very determined manner. Her window is rolled down to catch the breeze. After a moment or two, Arthur approaches, talking with Carrie as he walks. They don't see May. He pauses at the back fender. Doesn't even have 60,000 miles on it. That's good, right? First car? I am so tired of driving my dad's stupid pickup. My first car was a pale blue 69 Buick Skylark Coupe I inherited from my brother. Hmm, beautiful car. Crashed it two years later on a date with Mercy Levine. Mercy Levine? Should have been called No Mercy Levine. <laughs> Never spoke to me again. She had a broken arm for the prom. It looks like it's in good shape. What color is that? Ah, uh, blue? I like it. There's lots of blues, but that's a really nice one. How much are you asking? $2,500. $2,500. Or best offer. It's a nice little car. From inside the car, May interject. It's my nice little car. Harry jumps back a little. Arthur looks up for a Lord give me strength moment, then goes to the driver's side window. Hi, Mom. Don't you high me. I'm in the middle of something. Selling my property. My property. Mama, you can't drive anymore. We talked about that. You talked about. I'm sorry about it's this. It's okay. May slaps the newspaper against Arthur's chest. It is turned to the auto sales section, and one of the entries is circled in red pen. $2,500 or best offer? Mom, you're being, you're being rude. 
Maybe I should go. No, stay, please. I, I just need to talk to her for a minute. I don't want to. She looks like a nice girl. She's not going to steal an old woman's car right out from under her. Thin ice, mother, you are walking on thin ice. Will you get out of the car? Arthur reaches for the door handle, but May smacks the door locked down. He's a liar and a thief. Don't listen to him. I'm just trying to buy a car so I don't have to drive my dad's pickup. I didn't mean to. Just a little not happy with me since her license. He stole my driver's license right out of my purse. What? No. She had it taken away when she... My own family called the feds on me. The DMV. On their own mother, and he took the key off my ring. You hit a pedestrian. You hit a pedestrian? He wasn't walking in the right place. He was in the crosswalk. It was 10 o'clock at night. I think I'd better just, just get wait out. a minute. I don't think that... She's smart. She doesn't want to be a collaborator. You don't want to be a collaborator, do you? They hung collaborators in France after the war. Mom. Carrie tries to back away, but Arthur subtly moves between her and her escape route. Roy wouldn't sell my car out from under me. Roy loves me. Yeah, uh, Roy loves you enough to let you run over innocent people in crosswalks. It was 10 o'clock at night. Crosswalks are not 9 to 5. Crosswalks are 24 7. May and Arthur glare at each other for a moment. I won't try to be logical with you about this if you would just get out of the car and we How can... would I get to church? Someone will pick you up. Who? Or I'll drive you. Will you come in? No, I will not come in. What if I need milk? I buy groceries every what other- What if I run out of milk? I need milk for my coffee in the morning. You can't keep it, Mom. You are locking me away. You can't keep it because if you keep it, you'll drive it and you can't drive it because you'll kill someone. You will kill someone. You can have this car when you pry the steering wheel out of my cold, dead hands. May has both hands on the steering wheel, gripping it tightly. Harry has backed away from both of them. Excuse me, just a moment. Please, don't go anywhere. Arthur goes over the passenger side of the car, tries the door, but it's locked. Then May reaches over and unlocks the door. Arthur gets in and closes the door behind him. Outside the car, Carrie appears torn between obedience and escape. She checks her watch, then digs her cell phone out of her bag. I'm not getting out. You have to pee sometime. I brought a cup. Arthur leans forward and rests his head on the dash. Ah, the things they failed to tell you in the manual. Arthur taps his head against the dash a few times. May rolls up her window. You don't know. I know. No, you don't. I'm agreeing with you, Mom. I'm saying I know that I don't know. Three funerals last week I went to. I know. No, you don't. I'm not ready. Neither am I. You, you think I'm not losing things? Huh? You think I'm not losing things right this minute? Losing my hair. I'm losing the feeling in my right wrist from typing too much at the office. I take medication they advertise on television to keep from losing my erection when I make love to my wife. Don't talk that way. Outside the car, 
Carrie finds a scrap of paper in her pocket with a phone number written on it. She dials. What do you want me to do? Leave me alone. No, you don't. Arthur's cell phone goes off. He and May both jump a little. He answers it. Hello? I have to go. What? Um, this is Carrie? Carrie. From outside the car, cell phone to ear, Carrie waves at Arthur and May. Oh, hi. Yes, Carrie. Who is that? I'm going to go. Is that the girl? 2000. What? I, I, I could take it down to maybe 1800. No, Arthur! May tries to grab the cell phone from Arthur, who leans out of reach. I'm really going. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go. I hope you figure things out with your mom, though. She seems really mad. Yeah. Carrie hangs up and starts to go. Arthur rolls down his window. Carrie? Carrie turns back. Good luck. You too, mister. Carrie flees. Remember my first car? Buick Skylark Coupe. Yeah. What was yours? A Ford Galaxy. A pale blue Ford Galaxy sedan with pale blue leather seats. Holy moly, Mom. What are we going to do? What, you going to eat out here? If I have to. Arthur picks up the newspaper, looks at the circled ad, sets it on the dash. It's getting dark. You want me to go in and make you a cheese sandwich? No. Are you hungry? I could eat. May grabs a small insulated lunch bag out from under her seat and takes out a sandwich in a Ziploc baggie and a little bag full of carefully cut carrot sticks. She hands them to Arthur. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. He eats. I love you, Mom. May scoots over in her seat a little. Arthur puts his arm around her as he continues to eat his sandwich. End of play. And now a chat with Adam, Shahinda, and Marina, collaborators on a future Artistic Envoy project. Also in the discussion are Jonathan and Josie. I was just wondering what, how it is for the three of you in Egypt right now. Are First of all, do you all live in the same part of Egypt? Yep. 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 All in Cairo? Yeah. 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 So what's what's it what's it like right now with the COVID nineteen? What are the cities like, and what kind of measures are people taking? Just I need to clarify that we all come from a culture that basically resembles the Latino culture, where like we depend mainly on physical intimacy, where like shaking hands, hugs, and kisses, like, like we really shake hands, like we hug and kiss all the time, basically, and we show like our affection physically. So you touch at least 10 people, maybe more every day, at least to say. So to apply like social distancing is a very, very hard thing to do. Like measurements, the government is taking awkwardly the same, like very good measurements with 
like healthcare, the airports. Now we have travel ban. No, nothing is opened anymore when it comes to like flights. Uh, um, gyms are being closed one after another. All cultural events have been suspended. Like we have no school. Like two weeks homes of homeschooling basically women who are like working women now they have their their vacation to be to be able to be at home with their kids and i think many many places people started like to be split as to work from home just to, to lessen the capacity of people in the same space uh sanitizers everywhere i think like everywhere in the world the demand on sanitizers and rubbing alcohol and supplies from like the supermarkets is going crazy. Things now are being supermarkets are being emptied away or another. And but I think maybe like middle class to upper class are aware of whatever is happening and they're trying to be like all Wakanda forever and no like they don't shake hands and they're trying as much as possible to stay home and be aware to sanitize and whatever. But from like lower middle to lower classes, it's fine. Like everyday life with, without taking any kind of precautions, which I think would or is affecting the health issue away or another. So I think at least for me as a person, yes, I'm applying social distancing away or another. I'm trying as hard as possible, but like not being touchy like it's depressing me yeah <laughs> yes like, me too i was just hard. saying this today it's hard. It's hard. i need to touch five people at least every day to be happy <laughs> so yeah. people you know i want to hug someone so much right now oh. yeah i'm true corona's working for my favorite i don't like touching people <laughs> <laughs> like touching five people a day that would kill me so I'm <laughs> Jonathan, I I just asked everybody, I asked Adam and Shahinda and Marina what it's like right now in the country around COVID-19. I I was just interested in how it was while you were gone. I I was joking that people like in Scandinavia are loving this period of time. They're like, social distancing, it's what I do in my culture. I stay stay safely far away and I tap people on the shoulder. Like this, calmly. <laughs> like, perfect. Our society is, is well suited for this situation. But away on another, I have just to point out also that like last weekend we had a very, very rough and tough and big storm. Yeah. And we are a country that is not prepared for rain. We're a desert country where everything is hot and dry. So we had also to suffer from that and be all under like obligatory stay at home while our leaks our ceilings are leaking and oh we are all the storm because we had now even the Nile changed its color because of all the rain that happened. It it had like it rained nonstop for three days consequently mm. mm. with showers, not like normal rain. Yeah, I think and, at some um, point it was hailing. Yeah. yeah. And we don't have, like, it's rarely that we have hail, especially in Cairo. So it was hailing, it was windy, and the wind was crazy, like 40 kilometers an hour, I think. Uh, So we had to suffer from that, and we're suffering, or we're trying to deal with, like, the COVID-19. And then you have, like, 
basically through social media and like breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, who got electrified and killed in the storm, who got whatever, and then they died. In there was happened. a line that escaped here in Cairo as well. <laughs> that was so, the weirdest. A line escaped from the zoo? Not yes. from the zoo, from a club. <laughs> I guess from the presser. <laughs> what? Uh, because why not? Oh my god. So, so like basically a lot of news that were happening and we all like should grasp all of this at the same time and especially at yeah. this time it's not like a revolution that's something that's only happening in Cairo or in Lebanon or whatever this is like everywhere so like Tom Hanks got whatever what um, Broadway's being shot same thing here cinemas and theaters and everything so aware or another you're trying not to panic you're not you're trying not to be depressed with whatever is happening. And then after the storm, you're trying to clean up and restore and see the damages that happened after the storm while still dealing with the COVID-19 and the news everywhere about mm -hmm. everything being shut and suspended. And people are being crazy about everything. So I think this is too, it's so much to handle a way or another. I had no idea about the storm. Yeah. Yeah, I got an email back from the embassy saying we're closed due to to weather, and I thought the dragon storm. What kind of weather could it be? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, there are lots of people who died in that storm. It was yeah. really bad. Wow. What, 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 was it was it flooding in the streets or more that the things were? Yes, down? So it was flooding. Yeah. In the some, some places are still flooding right now. Mm. Yeah. Like to to clear the image, some people use boats in the streets, in the streets. to move. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is how actually I feel like we have that kind of as Egyptians we have that kind of defense mechanism that we turn everything to light no comedy joke. or dark comedy <laughs> or whatever, and then we start yeah. joke and and you know. So that's Making our defense mechanism. Actually. Yeah. Wow. It's the times. Yeah. The the. the Finding, figuring out how we're all gonna connect and make it through this time is. I, I got a good email. I'll swear it to you guys. There's a pretty well-known playwright um, who's done a lot of international peace work travel, Eric In, and he's basically starting um, uh, a line where uh, it's called a thousand acts of joy. Like people sharing writing or texts that in the theater community that are anything that they're doing to try to still find joy in this moment, and then like that's populating so they can live online a thousand you could you can read a thousand different uh probably the strangest thing that, that, that i'm experiencing is is that uh i don't know i don't know how it is there but in our society i don't know i feel like we're very cautious and safe society you know like uh everyone since i've been since i had a child you have the right car seat that's exactly the right year you dream of not having your child's clicked in in every way you are always getting every you know when i went to cairo i was so shocked at the way people would ride on cross traffic you know especially even portland is very obsessed with sort of like safety uh, healthiness healthy food and so now the news is coming fast and you know like and and, and it's almost like a, a race somebody says well you know if you think about it if you go anywhere and you meet someone you can get sick and then you could pass it or, or your children could have a play date they could get you sick and then you can't take care of your children 
And so every day there's like a new rule. That's, some are social, some are governmental, some are state, and, 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 and they're just going tighter and tighter and tighter so fast. They're basically moving from, uh, well, of course, you know, on Thursday we had a show that was going to open. All of our shows are canceled. And, and you know, we're like, well, you know, there's only 45 people in the audience. And now I was at our uh, Zydel, I was at the space where we rehearse a lot, and they're, and they're having a board meeting with three people, and they're all standing eight feet away from each other. And in that meeting, they're basically deciding to not meet anymore. You know, this is, this is in like three days. Like, this is like in four days. It's gone from, well, maybe we shouldn't have 50 people to maybe my child shouldn't play with another child for one month. Right. You know, and and, 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 and but all where's the information? What's the rule to follow? What's the right thing to do? And it's moving so quickly, and I feel like it um, it can't go backwards because people are so safe, which is good. So that when uh, when we decide that you would be um, irresponsible right. to go and um, have a cup of coffee with your friend, that would be irresponsible. Then like you can't do it, and so now you could. So that's my feeling. I'm. I'm on a roller coaster towards living alone in my house for I don't know how long. And, and every every state is different. You know, my daughter's in college in Boise, Idaho. She's a track athlete. And they told her if she comes home for spring break, because they're still anticipating having more season, that she has to be in quarantine for two weeks before she goes back to run with the team. So now she can't come home for spring break. But we're not even, I mean, I feel it's highly unlikely she'll have any more school this year anyway, but she's, they're still giving them hope that there will be. So it's just, it's so. Yeah, in, in San Francisco, maybe you heard, or the greater Bay Area, so 7 million people, they uh, basically should not leave, no one should leave home unless it's essential, they announced it yesterday. And, and whenever I hear something like that, I'm like, well, Probably tomorrow they'll make that rule here because it's like a yeah. domino. You, I mean, so it, it feels it feels dangerous because not not the disease. It feels just dangerous. The um, <laughs> yeah. at some point am I going to be walking around in a hazmat suit taking a walk with my? Kid? <laughs> you know, yeah. that may be the next rule. They're like, you can't leave your house without a biocontainment suit. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's the next rule. Yeah, understand completely. And this morning, Louis, like Shahanda, Marina, and the other guys at Chase, we were having that discussion about in the age of social distancing or in the time of social distancing, how we as an artist can participate in this and make this time like easier to pass. Especially, I think that that this is the time for artists to work in the times of crisis. Yeah art takes place and becomes in control just to make the crisis, basically to record the crisis and to make the crisis variable and make people like can withstand whatever is happening. The same thing that happened with Italy under the quarantine where people like came in about their balconies and they started to do all forms of art. And I know, I know a group of like theater artists here in Cairo after basically canceling every performance in the country uh they took their theater kit and they started making sketches in their home and just live streaming for people and i think someone in america 
Jessica. I think in California, he's a professional dancer, and every day at a certain hour, he goes live on Instagram. He dances mm. with other people from all over the world, mm. just wow. to dance it off for an hour, and then it creates wow. a great big event where people of all ages like come online at the same time just to dance with him. And wow. I think it's the best thing ever. The best mm. thing ever. Wow. So I was thinking how we as artists can be part of this. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and tomorrow we're gonna, I'm going to start rehearsing a new project. And it, it will be like this. Uh, some of us will gather, a few of us will gather, but we're going to try this version, you know, uh, eight people who all live in the same city on the, <laughs> on the Zoom call. Yes. <laughs> And, and uh, I feel like I feel like you know probably it's gonna work. It's probably gonna be interesting. You know, Some, something yeah. interesting is gonna come of it. You know. Um, yeah. At first, I was like sad, and then I was like, well, maybe maybe this is great. Like maybe this doesn't have to stop us. I imagine this project we're gonna make together, even before you know the coronavirus. A lot of a lot of the ideas will come from these video calls. So maybe it's not such a terrible. You guys are cheering me up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we will be we will be having a meeting as well next Saturday, I think. Yes, Saturday, here in yeah. Cairo, <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> so yeah. You got you guys. Are you guys? You'll start not not meeting in person. You mean? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, it probably is good. We took the decision. It is depressing. For for the for social distancing, we took the decision, so we'll be responsible enough because you know we need to send some messages to people around us. So we we try to start with ourselves. Much longer. It's so cheap. It's so healthy. I want to hurt someone badly. This is how I feel right now. Maybe maybe physical contact. Is the whole meeting going to be of you, like, having a breakdown, Marina? Yeah. Check in daily to artslandia.com for podcasts, good news, good reads, and happy hours.